coming up next on Digital Marketer. The online course industry, it's a $300 billion plus dollar industry. So education is being sold, but there's a huge um, gap between what people are being sold and then what they're able to get from what they bought, right? The industry average for completion rates on courses is around three to 5% in terms of completion. So it's really, really low. So our focus was really to solve that problem is like, what are the, what are the missing components and missing pieces that will actually make a difference for someone ease of use when they when they buy a program what like what are the barriers that are kind of in the way what's kind of blocking them and designing programs that allow them to get through with a little more ease and velocity so that they can solve the problem that they were initially attempting to solve when they made that you know initial purchase this is digital marketing Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Hey guys, it's Marky Grass. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Uh, today, we're talking with LaShawn Kerb. He's a multimedia strategist and co-founder at Of Course. Of course, is a education consulting co- company. So, welcome, Lashawn. Hey, Mark. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. That's pretty it's exciting. You're you. actually you're my first official podcast as the new host of Digital All Marketer. Right. So, game on. So you rock it. <laughs> I'm going to blow it several times during this. We're going <laughs> to so crush it. Big cuts, big cuts during this. So, tell me a little bit about you and your company. Yeah. Oh, what's where should I start? So when I was about six years old, I grew up in Pittsburgh. So if anybody's familiar with it, kind of like hardcore steel town. But when I was young, I used to play hide and go seek all the time with my sister and my cousin. And it's one particular time I was playing hide and go seek and I got the idea that I would go hide in our basement. And in the basement, just for context, was like a no-go zone. Nobody go, don't go there. Because like the the steps were kind of mildewed and kind of bowed and you could fall through them. So we used to step mm. on the edges. Anyways, long story short, my mom had an old refrigerator down there that I went and unplugged, took the racks out. And I decided that the refrigerator was going to be the best place to hide. And while I was trying to get situated, I ended up knocking the refrigerator over on the door. And it was frightening. I'm screaming and I'm clawing and I'm pounding uh, and there's nothing I could do. Luckily, my mom happened to be home this this one time, which she normally wasn't. And she found me down there, kicked over the refrigerator, got me out of there. And it was just, it was like in that moment, that was the moment that I discovered that what freedom really went and how important it was to me. It be like that moment became like well, freedom is existence. <laughs> and I really think it just kind of colored how I would go forward and like kind of look at life. So yeah. yeah. Hey, so that's, that's a backstory. <laughs> that was- yeah. 
that's intense how development. Yeah, that early, early intense development. But so that, you know, led me into the Marine Corps, which I was in the Marine Corps for eight years. So Urat, anyone's, uh, you know, tuning into that. And that whole thought of like what freedom means and all that kind of stuff, I think has just been, for me, at least a, a bunch of different journeys of how I can access this. And the company that we built, of course, is really no different because it really helps people take the thing that they love, the thing that excites them, and learn the mechanisms that help them put it out to the world in a more effective way. So we that's essentially what we do as an agency. We help pe- uh, businesses and purpose-driven entrepreneurs really take their knowledge, skill base, and, <laughs> and information and package it up so that they can offer it out to the world and they can live a life that they love that's more in alignment with what they want to be doing, how they want to be spending their time. So, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Well, I think that's, you know, a digital marketer, that's that's always our goal as well, because I think people trip over themselves a lot. Like they worry about stuff in business that they shouldn't be worrying about instead of the stuff they should, which is offering a good service, good product and telling people about it. But number one, making sales. So <laughs> what do you what do you see people running into? Like when you first start, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I you know love what I do. I want to teach people about for me i did a lot of content marketing so i I do content marketing how do i how do i start like how do i get out there yeah i think that's a great question i think it really starts with how you serve if you really kind of dial in how you serve in in the ways that you want to serve and then who's really looking for that solution out there i think you kind of close the gap quite a bit faster. And we used to talk about this with like our market research strategies and things like that. But but basically what we would do is go on Amazon and, and find the categories that we're looking for and then kind of measure in who's, we would be looking for gaps in content, basically. Like mm-hmm. what are people saying that, that they got from this? What are people saying that they didn't get from this? Like what are the missing components that might've really made a complete picture for them and making it available? So where do you start? I think you really start with, for one, something you can be interested in and ideally you'd be really skilled at and then finding who's really looking for that type of solution. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times like, and you hate to say it, but I, I had clients in the past where I'm like, this is not going to work. <laughs> There's nobody, yeah. nobody wants this thing that you're trying to sell. Why are you, instead of now I was the, the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss's big thing was just test the product first. Like make sure people want this thing. Make sure people want it. <laughs> Do you yeah, ever? That, it closes oh, the God. distance on sales. Like it's sales by itself is significantly easier if you have something that people are looking for already. And so yeah, yeah, maybe you could blow it in the sales conversation if you're kind of like not a nice person or you're really just kind of grabby or something. But ideally, if you if you can solve a problem that people are looking to have solved and they you find the right match for that like barring like they don't have they have money concerns or don't have money concerns it's the right fit timing and all those kinds of things really just comes down to the solution and if they like you (laughs) also do you help people say develop their offering to say hey here's what you're good at here's what people are looking for so here's what we think you should actually sell we don't, even though that is probably a really helpful thing for people to have. I mean, essentially, we we really d- dive into what is going to make the difference in terms of how they learn. In the online course industry, it's a $300 billion plus dollar industry. So education is being sold, but there's a huge um, gap between 
what people are being sold and then what they're able to get from what they bought, right? Mm -hmm. The industry average for completion rates on courses is around three to 5% in terms of completion. So it's really, really low. So our focus was really to solve that problem is like, what are the, what are the missing components and missing pieces that will actually make a difference for someone ease of use when they when they buy a program what like what are the barriers that that are kind of in the way what's kind of blocking them and designing programs that allow them to get through with a little more ease and velocity so that they can solve the problem that they were initially attempting to solve when they made that you know initial purchase oh that's awesome so do you actually go into say you know, we have a lot of courses here at Digital Marketer. You um, do. <laughs> <laughs> we have hundreds, hundreds of uh, workshops and we have our core certifications though. And that's kind of where we teach our our principles, our frameworks, like the customer value journey. So if we said like, and we're actually going through the process of updating ours currently because we, you know, things change in digital marketing. How do you, how would you look at an existing program and say, hey, here's how to make it more engaging or more interesting or more fun? Like what's the process of that? Yeah. So I think that really comes down to like what actually pushes the needle in terms of how people are able to use it. I'm my background's like multimedia. So I love things to be really high quality and look really cool and have all these like functionalities and stuff like that. But to be fair, um, Mostly that isn't the thing that pushes the needle. And we've really learned that like through our research. I mean, we've done over 500 plus research studies of what what actual learning components do that, right? So when we are looking at a program, usually we'll run like some kind of audit where we're assessing those pieces. So really what we're looking for is what things do you have in place that are basically tripping people up? And what things are missing that if you did have it in place would give you a significant boost in terms of how many people that are taking advantage of your courses, how, how they can move along and what the actual journey is through that process. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, so going back to my, my content marketing example, if I find that, okay, I, I have a good intro, people are engaged, I, I go over the benefits and you're going to learn all this kind of stuff. And then I get into the meat and the meat yeah. is maybe dry. Like I talk about database design a lot, which people are not interested in. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so you might, people are not in love with that. <laughs> they skip, you know, Oh no, there's no skip on our course system. Uh, but how would you get around, say something like that, where it is dry content, but it's necessary for say implementing my system. Yeah. Uh, great question. So I think what's probably important for context here too, is that like, not everything that you have for content is really meant for everybody and they may or may not be ready for the kind of content that you're planning to give to them right so that's a part of the assessment component too is like okay what mechanisms do you have in place that assess where they are in their journey are they at the level that they should be getting that content and if so are there things that you're making them go through <laughs> that they don't actually need that they can get to a, a specific place because really the whole goal is is to, to hack the timeline and cut down the time that it takes for them to figure it out themselves and mm -hmm. they probably have already figured certain things out themselves already throughout their journey but if they haven't they're starting at the beginning they start at the beginning but like if you know where they should be going and you have a, a, the infrastructure to set up how to help them get there quicker then you're really you're really helping them transform what they're doing with their business
I, I like that the hack the timeline because I think that's you don't consider it a lot. We actually here at Digital Marketer we had to go through our uh, discrimination training, which was an online course, and it was interesting. So long, like, <laughs> which is funny for me because I, I actually my major is in HR, <laughs> so I went through two years of intense this stuff and. And the training was just like, they actually cut it up in a way that it was impossible not to watch it because they had so many next buttons and they had so many questions where you had to drag and drop answers. And they had bonus points. They actually had a little button come up and it said like a thousand extra points. And then they graded you at the end so you know how many points you got and how long it took. But they had this bar at the bottom. And I'm like, I looked at it at the beginning. I'm like, there's no way that bar is the course duration <laughs> and then i went through yeah. like half an hour and it was the course duration i was like oh my god this is gonna take forever um and you so can't get drier than that so how yeah, would you handle that <laughs> well, well let's say that like let's say that course was going to add 10 million dollars to your business in the next year or so right um however it was going to take you months and months and months to get, get through all the content <laughs> versus like a program that might take you um a week to get the same type of like revenue difference in your business, like which one would you rather do? Barring like some of the things that look pretty cool with, with bells and whistles. That's why I was saying like, for me, like bells and whistles are interesting, but like they don't necessarily move the needle, but certainly cutting down how, how much input you need to put in before you can get some really good output will. And like you were saying earlier, you look at data sets and all these kinds of things, that's not necessarily the thing that would excite everybody, right? And that could potentially be a barrier that stops them from learning, especially if they don't tend to learn from that view. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's a great point. And I think, yeah. um, yeah, it's, well, and I think that the whole target market where you're getting people who are in there that want to learn it or at the level, the right level to learn it, I think are, are big mm -hmm. factors. But mm -hmm. here, a lot of the content we produce are always like, that's the number one question is like, how do we give people a quick win? Like, how can you, they take this piece, doesn't take a lot to implement and then bam, it worked. And now you're interested in the rest of the stuff. So in that regard, are you like, is the goal to really incorporate those quick wins throughout a course or is it just to remind people of them or... How's that work? Yeah. Well, I think probably what's helpful too is like rethinking how we think about courses in general. Generally speaking, when it comes to marketing companies, they build courses and the main goal is to get like conversions and sales. And I think that that is really helpful. But the missing component is that whoever's going through their course, they're trading every other aspect in their life at that time to do that. And it's impacting their life in some way. It's impacting time with their family. It might be impacting their business in some way. Like So there is something that is of great importance to them that they are really connected to. And they believe that taking your program can help them transform that in some way. So I, I think really having that context and that view when you're building a program really makes a difference. Obviously, you want it to make money. But like, where are the win-wins is, I think, is the big question. And so when it comes through to answer your question more directly, when it comes, when it comes down to that, them going through and getting quick wins, yes, that's, that's definitely important, but I think it really comes down to thinking, rethinking what it means to really take a course in general and how should it be structured such that the quick win isn't necessarily just something that is a dopamine hit. It mm -hmm. actually solves a particular problem that is in alignment with the 
overall journey that they're they're trying to go down the quick win being something that solves a problem and how do we condense the time that it takes to get them to that resolution so in that regard because i always think of programs structurally as being a linear path like okay here's the basic concepts we're going to build to the complex concepts and so on and so forth would your system really like, I don't know, flip that around, turn it into a crazy line of, of both growth and interaction and, you know, whatnot, or is it still that linear path just with these caveats of interesting details to keep people engaged? Yeah. And, or, <laughs> and, and or both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the real thing is that like, if you have the right components in place, some of them have varying degrees of impact. And so like, you might have a, a learning strategy that you're using that just has a low impact in terms of its strength to help someone get to the next stage. Dr. Rose talks a lot about scaffolding, and, and that's a matter of really just kind of putting the necessary steps in place so that when people are attempting to learn from you, one step is in front of the other until they get mm -hmm. to the journey. But if you have pieces that are critical that are missing, then the jump that they need to make from one step to the other is more and more difficult. So it's a matter of like mm -hmm. making that gradual incline based on what their needs are and where they are in their journey. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, and I heard you say journey a lot and we, we talk about that a lot of digital marketer. Our thing is called the, the customer value journey. You sure. know, it's about this path that you can walk people down. And for us, like the path isn't, there is obviously one way to take it, but throughout the process, you could go back and forth and down and up. And that's just part of it is, is jumping around. So I think for, you know, just how I understand what you described is that that's part of it, but it's still almost like giving people a booster as they progress to yeah. keep them going. Exactly. Well, keeping, keeping them going is a lot easier when you're solving a problem that's important to them. And it, it's not going to take as much energy, time, and effort to solve the problem. Though, it doesn't mean that it's less valuable because less stuff is in the way. It actually means it's incredibly more valuable because you're moving things out of their way so they can get to their goal. So, so it's just a matter of rethinking how most of us have been thinking about courses in the past, which is like, I'm an expert. I'm going to take everything that I know and give it to you so that you can get to where I've gotten to. And really, they don't necessarily need that. They, they need what they need mm -hmm. and nothing, nothing less and nothing more to actually get them to that initial goal. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of funny because I always think of, you know, different sales types and programs and, and methods of doing your marketing and sales. And, you know, a lot of times it comes back to if you hear and it's it's a bad word in marketing, but MLMs like they take these people, <laughs> <laughs> but they take these people who know nothing about a subject and somehow give them the confidence to talk like they're experts just to get the one end goal, which is to sell this product. So it's almost mm -hmm. like, I don't know, a bastardization of what you're describing because it is, they, they, they just, it's like a science to them because I've heard of, you know, I've, I've tried, or people tried to sell me MLM since I was like 16. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you remember like Mona V, Mona V was a, yeah, I, I was in that? Mona V for a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, someone <laughs> sold me Mona V and I was like, oh, I got a bunch of cases of Mona V. Yeah, I had Mona V. <laughs> But no, but the, like these people, and it wasn't even like pretend, like the salespeople were so convinced and they were so trained and 
you know, well-versed in the sales story that they could useless product, but it was kind of a useless product. <laughs> kind of useless. <laughs> overpriced, overpriced product. Let's call it that. Well, I think you're really leaning to something that I think is really kind of valuable for the conversation. And it's that integrity. Integrity in the sense of like actually knowing what you're talking about, actually being experienced and skilled. We actually don't take on any organizations, clients, or anyone if they're not an actual expert in what they do because the integrity is missing. And not integrity from the sense of like right and wrong. Integrity from the sense of like if it lacks integrity, the structure um, doesn't work as a solid structure. It will fall down. And so, yeah, I, I think that you're – it sounds like for me like that's what you're saying. Like, yeah, you don't want to just like – talk the talk and make it sound all amazing and great. And, but then you're like selling hooey water and it doesn't really do a thing. So yeah, you need to, you need to be able to do a thing. <laughs> well, and I think that's, it's, and we were talking about this before we started recording, but just that long-term approach to business building and branding, you have to have integrity. And then, then you also have to have this, the process and the story. And then you also have to have, you know, something to keep people engaged forever is the goal, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, for, for us, it's like a, an ongoing conversation, like uh, how to keep people engaged and, and interested in certain things. In in the course structure, those are learning components and elements and things like that and getting them to specific goals. But just in the community, that's really showing up consistency and caring and helping to make the right connections and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel for us, that's an ongoing dance. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day -day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Yeah. So do you have any numbers? Because I know you said that, you know, 3% is the industry average for completion rate. After people go through your program and you tweak it or change the whole thing, uh, what what kind of results have you got from that process? Yeah, great question. So yeah, industry average is pretty low. It's abysmal. But what we know from our own studies and our own results is we've had clients get up to 96% completion rates, which is like all the way on the other side of the spectrum. So we know for a, we know for a fact that certain components have a greater degree of impact. And if you imply that or if you apply them to your structure for how you're supporting people, then you're going to get way more people 
finishing finishing your program. And for us, like maybe finishing isn't everything because everyone doesn't need to finish your program to to solve a, you know a problem <laughs> down the down the line. But if they do and they walk away with you helping them solve their problem, they're 60 to 70% more likely to purchase with you again. And that point, that can be other programs or masterminds or events or consulting or whatever that is. But in generally speaking, those things are higher ticketed items. But now they've earned their trust. You've built a relationship with them. You've helped them solve an important problem. And now they're ready to really go deeper. And, and I think that's the real goal. And measuring how things are in the marketing climate today expensive to do lead acquisition. It's expensive to get attention and continuously grow audiences and things like that. It's expensive. And it's a lot less expensive if you can serve the people by going deeper with them that you already have and making those connections. Mm -hmm. And that's a digital marketer. That's what we do. Because we have those, like I said, the core 12 certifications, but then we also have monthly workshops that have current topics. And we have, uh, we call them insider trainings, where it's like a 45 minute expert talk just on a specialty. So, but a lot of times we're always trying to integrate it back to our process, the customer value journey, but it's still unique to them. So I think it's, you know, just for us, would you say, Hey, here's your company. Here's a standardized, I don't know, curriculum where you could say, Hey, here's, here's how it should work every time or be similar to this process every time, or is it kind of unique based on the content? It definitely depends on the content. I mean, there are formats and structures that can be applied to other programs that you have, but depending on the content level, that may alter and change. <laughs> Okay. But but the principles are the same, like these learning strategies, depending on what they are and how they're applied, may have a different impact on your program, depending on if your learners, if you're having more kinesthetic learners or more auditory learners or more database learners and things like that. So, yeah, but generally speaking, the structures work and they can be applied to other kinds of programs that you have. That's awesome. Cool. Now let's talk about design real quick, because I know both of us, we've talked about design several times now. We always go back to it because I think that's our, you know, jam. <laughs> that's our jam. That's what we like. But I think a lot of people, they kind of, uh, it's just the one more step to take. They don't, they don't care that much. What kind of impact do you think that makes on a course in terms of being an attractive course or a neat looking graphics or just consistent branding throughout a course? Like, does that have an impact on, on completion rates? I don't know if we have any data to say if that impacts completion rates. Uh, I would guess that it would in some way, um, because if people believe that they're buying a better product, the likelihood that they'll be engaged with it longer, just for me, seems like that that makes sense. We don't have any data for that. But I, I know from my own experience, like being a multi multimedia strategist designer and coming from that world, that I definitely could punch higher than my weight class by just having something look and function the part. Like I've had prior to even like starting this consulting company, I, I had projects that I worked on that were picked up by VH1 and BET mm. and Universal and, and all these organizations that, you know, I was at the time just like an independent designer, an independent multimedia guy. And I was able to kind of punch way above my weight class just by based on making something looked apart and going deeper in terms of like how people connect to it. And I feel like that's a relevant thing in this. It should be a more relevant thing, but I think it's a relevant in, thing in terms of like it's possible impact in the marketing space. Like if we 
start to implement some of those things, like make it look better, make it function better. Maybe this piece of it isn't going to necessarily show you how it's going to convert better just yet, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't make it look amazing and make it function good and and build a community that really consumer focused. Like how are people going to be supported by having it be better with these components? So I think just thinking in those ways is a healthy, helpful, good way to do entrepreneurship. No, that's awesome. So in terms of courses that you see, you have like digital marketer, the top, very yes. top. And then very, you have like master class, <laughs> slightly lower. <laughs> but yeah. like in, ter- in terms of good looking course design, what were some examples where you're like, these people are doing it right? You don't have to talk about digital marketer, but. Yeah, well, I think what I, I will start with digital marketer since we're you're there and we talk about that is what I like from what you guys do is you you are you're really expert marketers right and and you have these structures that help people get from A to Z within your environment and I think that that's really cool like so you you have a good way of like just making those components accessible and tying in one to the other I think that that's a really good hybrid way to build a program and build community you guys have strong strong community I mean you're well known all over the industry what other programs have we seen that I think are pretty cool? There are a lot. <laughs> We've gone through a lot. But one that's kind of like on my radar right now is something called the Art of Documentary because I feel like they not only tie in like what um, what looks good and functions good and is helpful in terms of learning strategies and things like that, but they, they're really good at tying in story and community and really making it relatable from person to person. And I feel like that's something that is missing in most courses and programs and things like that. Like, I feel like people are afraid to be human about um, their stuff. And like, it's not going to sell as good if they're not in front of a Lamborghini or, or whatever. And I don't believe that. I think that if you can get to the core of, if you can get close enough to anyone, I feel like they become more human to you. And I actually tested this <laughs> indirectly the other day because i got upset with somebody at the gas station (laughs) i go to the gas station i got i have a diesel car and the guy is driving this big truck and he almost sideswipes me and i get so mad and then i turn around to go get the pump on the other side he almost does it again and i'm pissed and uh, i go up to talk to dude like dude why are you driving like such a dick and after i i did ask i asked him like uh are you like what's going on with your day man he's like i'm having a crap day (laughs) <laughs> and I think it, that it was it was already clear, but yeah. like it was made more clear because it, I was closer to him, and it was like a direct conversation. Whereas if he was in, in his car and was going on about his life, it, it wasn't real to me yet mm-hmm. that he was just like really struggling. And if we're able to do that in digital form, like you can actually build connection, real relationships. I had a conversation just today with a, a guy that I. I seen his stuff on YouTube originally, and then I seen him on TikTok, like kind of taking a different approach, but having valuable conversations. And I was so connected to it because I could, it was just clear his humanity and his design, his design prowess and, and experience was just so loud that I was like, I feel like I want to know this person. And I invited him to have a conversation and we're going to do some stuff. But like, I feel like if you do that in a program and if your course or whatever, with that in mind of like, 
what if this was like a person that I care about already? How would I go about this? And I think that would really, you know, transform things in a lot, a lot of different ways. I think that's, that's a fantastic way to look at it. Cause I think I, even the analogy of like people driving their cars versus people outside of their cars. Cause I think the two behaviors are so different. And if you look at as a marketer of people just in their cars and okay, I'm just going to get them down the road versus stopping, getting out, screaming about them, driving like a dick, <laughs> you know, then you could connect and yeah. see who they are. I think that's, that's super valuable. I think uh, it's just a different conversation. If you're making a product to sell, and you don't care about it, which we've had conversations like that before with people, and they always feel super gross, right? They always feel super gross. If they don't care about how it lands on the other side with people, I'm just, I can't be with it. <laughs> but like just really getting like, these are humans. They're really trying to do something. It is connected to their family, their their goals, their dreams in some way. This is like a part of it. And they're inviting you to be on a journey because they believe that you can help them get there. That's a huge honor. It really is. No, I think that's that's it's a powerful position to put yourself in. And if people are willing to give you money for it, it's like you know the best validation you can get. Win win. Well, I think uh, this is this is some great stuff. I think next time we'll focus more on design, just because that's what we do and we like it. <laughs> but this this is great information. I think it's it's a completely I think it's a really novel approach to education that. A lot of people want to do, but they they don't know how. So how could they talk to you about doing that? Yeah, Mark, I appreciate that, man. And yeah, we we all love design. Just, I just love all things creative. To be to be fair, I've tried so many different things when it comes <laughs> to that. But uh, in regards to if you're considering like putting something out to the world, you want to do it in a quality way, and you don't really know how you need to go about that. Come talk with us. We'd love to have a conversation. You can literally just go to our website. It's called of course, www.of-course.us. And you can talk with a team, talk with us. We'll definitely tell you if you're going in the right direction or if you need a lot of help. And if you need help and it's a good fit, we're here to help you. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. Uh, we'll have you on again soon. And uh, if you need more information about Digital Marketer, of course, go to digitalmarketer.com and make sure to subscribe to the podcast. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up. Because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.